1: To the driver's meeting podcast presented by bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action the nfl has just went into the third week of the season and baseball i believe has about a week until the playoffs i think so so betting is sure to get underway and i believe they just had nascar media day as well so <clears throat> no sorry not nascar media day nba media day the NBA should be starting up very soon. So as always, Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new and updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. So make sure to head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V. B-L-E-A-V to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, and it is where the game starts. Well, I'm so happy to bring in our guest this week, Jesse Love, the Archibalds or the former Archibalds West Series championship. Obviously, going for another. So glad to have you here, and I know we were just talking about your schedule for the rest of the year. I mean, first of all, how are you feeling about this year so far? What you're looking forward to?
0: Yeah, I've been pretty happy with it. Uh, you know, throughout the year, I've been learning a lot. So that's always a plus and been going to some, you know, some bigger racetracks throughout the year, um, some different venues, right? So uh, different stuff this year, running, you know, full, my first full super late schedule, running uh, my first Arca East or Arca Menards, you know, schedule. So, um, you know, been pretty happy with everything. I obviously want to get a win with Veneri uh, before the year's over. So this weekend at Salem, but everything else been good, has been going great had some great runs in the Super light and, and won some races, and, and same deal with the Arco West car. So, um, you know, hopefully we can uh, back up our championship again this year. Had some stuff obviously not go our way, whether it be, um, you know, having a car break at Sonoma um, or last weekend having the uh, right front tire go down, leading the race. So um, obviously we should be better uh, these next few weeks, as long as you don't have any, you know, bad issues like that happen. And uh, this week on Salem we should be uh, set on kill to chase our first one there.
1: Yeah. I mean, how important is, I mean, you talk about getting, you know, ARCA national series starts East West super late model. How important is like seat time for you just to, just to be in the seat racing?
0: Yeah. You know, it's, it's really important and for all guys, like you have your first year kind of running a full ARCA season and uh, you know, the experience is really important. You know, I feel like running with, you know, some guys like Ty and Corey and, Seeing how they go about things, and you know, it's their second or third time going to a racetrack almost every weekend, right? So, uh, I'm looking forward to that next year. Being able to go to a racetrack and have already been there once or twice is, is a huge advantage, so and it helps you a lot. So, I'm um, looking forward to that more of that next year. Obviously, it helps you in the west stuff, already been there once, so um, for most racetracks. So, looking forward to uh, you know, obviously, the end of this year. Uh, Salem's a place that I'm pretty comfortable with. haven't been there before, but, uh, we're in a place, obviously Winchester is pretty similar to it and, uh, ran some other high bank stuff as well. So, uh, I'm looking forward to that. I feel like, um, except the exception of Dover or high bank stuff has been really good this year. So uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, this weekend should be a really good spot. And, um, obviously, like you said, experience is really important. And I think, uh, some more, you know, high bank racetracks that I've run over the last few, few years, that experience is going to help me this weekend.
1: Yeah. Now I know one question I had when I was curious about how early did you get started with just racing in general, like getting behind the wheel?
0: Yeah. So I started racing when I was just about five years old. Uh, My dad, he was involved with racing when he was younger. Um, He got out of it to go to law school, but when he came back, obviously racing was kind of always involved with my family. And um, then my uncle, he had a quarter midget team. So my dad uh, brought me to his shop one day and, I asked if i can do it so everything since then has been pretty much history so um yeah so i, race when I was about five did uh junior late model stuff uh at least some like limited late stuff in california for a few years and won two championships in that and during that haley Degan was my teammate and um, they would always fill out the trd reports for haley and um, i asked if they could fill some out for me and um, i won five out of the eight races that, that year and the championships so um, that kind of got my foot in the door with uh, TRD and Toyota, and uh, ever since then, been uh, developing my uh, my progress and, and my skills to uh, hopefully one day make it all the way.
1: Yeah, it's been so cool. I mean, you got such, you know, an early start. Obviously, you're still so young and, you know, have these accolades championships, Glenn you know, series championship, like how, I mean, I'm sure, you know, how important it was to, to get started early. And it almost it, like, it feels like you've probably been doing this for a while, but you know, you still have like a big road ahead as well.
0: hundred percent, you know, there's a lot to be said for, you know, having experience with different stuff and, uh, you know, the short track stuff, I feel like I'm, I've been really good at lately. And, um, you know, I'm kind of more of a short track racer than, than anything, and uh, that's really paid off. Had a really great run at uh, Slinger Nationals and Dells a few weeks ago, and we won my first race at Slinger this year, and and stabbed the pole at the Redbud 400. So, um, and every you know, ARCA short track race that we've had has been really stout too. So, whether it be the West Car or, or in the Menard Series car, so uh, really happy with with how the short track stuff is has panned out with experience that I have there. Like you said, just doing that for so long, so. This year has been about, you know, also getting some experience with the bigger track stuff and and learning that. And I've been trying to shorten that learning curve as much as I can. So um, I feel like it's a, it's easy to get caught up in, you know, the um, OK, why well, just need to develop and get better and better at a certain point, you got to win races, too. So, um, you know, looking forward to that this weekend and, and kind of changing my mindset on it and uh, doing that for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah. Do you feel it? Like, Cause I know there's, you know, in, in racing, there's like certain age limits to the bigger tracks. And once you get there, we see it all the time with people in Xfinity or trucks and things like that. So do you look at it as kind of a way where like, man, like when I get to this point where I can start hitting the bigger tracks, like I'm going to be really see, or maybe even feel like that are really like really seasoned on these like short tracks that you just, you know, keep winning and doing well at.
0: Yeah. hundred you know, percent. I feel like, um, whether it be a short track, you know, in pretty much any car, I feel like I'm able to put up a fight to win and, and put ourselves in a position to win. Um, and with the big track stuff, I've been getting better with it. Um, and been trying to, obviously, like I said, shorten that learning curve, right? So i um, happy with how my big track stuff has been progressing throughout the year. And uh, that's something that's really important too, is, you know, kind of getting ahead of the ball game and doing that big track stuff, big track stuff now. So when you get to tr- trucks or Xfinity, um, you're ready to go. So there's a lot of big track stuff there that you have to be good at to uh, put together a bit from the championship, so um, I'm wanting to get, you know, as best as I can be at that to, um, you know, be ready to go when I get to trucks in a few years, and, um, you know, that's kind of the biggest ticket you got to punch as a driver, and once you make your first truck start, that's when the clock starts, right? So, uh, working on developing myself in the ARCA series and and perfecting myself there to be ready to go when truck races, you know, the first race I get in the car.
1: Yeah, you talk about... Salem speedway, uh, this weekend, I just had gotten a notification that of the entry list for it. I'm sure you've probably already seen it, but I know, you know, with Corey Heim, Ty Gibbs, yourself, Raja Carruth, Taylor gray, who just won a race recently. I know it's such like, a, it, it looks like a pretty stacked field. I haven't like, you know, obviously I haven't driven on Salem speedway, but have you, have you before this?
0: No, but I drove on uh, Winchester, which pretty similar Winchester.
1: place. Yeah. I love Winchester. Just the way I've seen the races on there. I mean, have you, do you like Winchester? Are you in favor of that track? I I love watching the races on it.
0: Yeah. Like you said, the races are really cool there. Um, that was my first start with, uh, Benry motorsports last year, just made a one-offs or one of two starts last year with Vendry, um, at Winchester was the first one. Pensacola was the second one. And I uh, had a really good run at Winchester. We, uh, the highest we got up to a second and, um, we were in second, third, most of the race. Um, and fourth, because the biggest thing for me at that point in time was I couldn't figure out restarts. I mean, I was still a 15 year old kid, but um, you know, the restarts deal is harder and harder as you get moving up. Uh, and even Arca, these guys have been doing it for a few years. They know how to restart really well. So I would like lose like two spots and restart, and they gain like three back. And then I would lose two and gain three. So um, we ended up running fourth uh, to finish today. But it was a pretty good run uh, for my first time there, and. A really cool racetrack, one of my favorite racetracks, actually.
1: Yeah, you talk about being young. With Tommy Joe, right, not here now, where this this little Zoom call we have going is very young. Like, I'm 17, you're 16. And do you ever, like, run into people who think, like, with especially with all the, like, accolades and things you've done so far as far as racing and been racing for a while, do you ever run into people that, like, think you're older than you actually are?
0: Yeah, I mean, 100%. Uh, even yesterday, I had a... a some tests to kind of measure your action timing and all that stuff with wake forest health center or whatever it's called. And, um, that it's fun to put in my age. And, and the, the lady was like, you're 16. What the heck? So, um, <laughs> I get it all the time. And, uh, I feel like sometimes I gotta, I gotta take it easy myself too. realize I'm 16, but, uh, you also gotta be hard on yourself and, and that's what makes you win. So it's important to go both ways, but yeah, like you said, it's, it's, uh, been doing it for kind of a long time for only being 16 years old. So it sounds a little bit weird to say, but uh, definitely been doing it for a decently long time.
1: Yeah. And last year you had the whole experience with getting, you know, the title win at Phoenix and the presentation, everything like that. I mean, I imagine that was so cool to be, you know, part. I mean, you were a part of that championship weekend, basically the the first championship weekend they had in Phoenix and you were able to get the trophy, do all that type of stuff. I mean, kind of describe just briefly, I mean, how, how cool of a, a thing that was for you.
0: It was awesome. Um, you know, running the truck, sorry, watching the truck race run uh, the night before. I was in the Napa suite up up in the above the stands, and uh, just watching Sheldon do his burnout and uh, you know believing that I could beat her, beat her the next day because I was pretty much sewed up for the championship, but uh, if you if you have a bad day, it could it could ruin your day, so it would ruin your whole championship. so um, I was still not locked for the championship so um, to just see that happen and, and go about things and end up winning the championship and my first burnout, all that stuff, but the championship flag was really cool. So, um, and I was really blessed and fortunate by everybody, uh, to, uh, be in that situation. So really happy with, with how that year went. And, uh, this year it's, it's a little bit different with doing, uh, di- different races and different tracks, different, uh, series, but, the last series is a consistent uh, one that I've done over the last two years and uh, we've been successful every year. So I've been really blessed by everybody, God, TRD, Toyota, everybody to uh, put me in a situation to win and uh, make the most out of every weekend.
1: Yeah. How have you seen, because uh, obviously you're running again this year in ARCA West, like how have you seen the, uh, let's say differences from last year to this year? I know I've tried to keep more track of it this year for sure. Like I've talked to Jake drew and some other drivers that are in contention, uh, every week as well. Like how, how is the, you know, the dynamic of the series changed? Has it changed much for you as far as the drivers you're racing around or now?
0: Um, a little bit. Like, I think the biggest thing for for me was, you know, this year it's, we started off all right at Phoenix. Um, we run six, but, um, you know, we were the best West car regular. Um, so to go after their lead in the points, technically, um, we went into Sonoma. We had a bit, had a break. We had the rear end come kind of apart on us, and after that, it was we were, I mean we were in fourth in points or something like that. So uh, it was weird to see your season start off so terrible where last year it started off so great. Um, but you know, this over the last you know a few months, uh, dominating the last few races at Irwindale and. Um, you know, probably should have won the race, the, the row course race. And uh, this last week, and obviously we were in the position to win until the right front tire went down. Like we've had a really good runs. We've had some things not go our way, um, but we had some things not go our way last year. We were still won the championship. So we've got to keep doing what we're doing. Um, you know, we deserve every bit of, of what we're doing. And uh, there's no reason we can't uh, win the championship again this year.
1: Yeah, and you talked about TRD as well and, you know, being with the Toyota program, things like that. I know, you know, like a week ago when they were doing the Xfinity Media Day and Daniel Hamrick was talking about how much like just his move to Toyota for this year and all the, you know, resources he has there has helped him out, things like that. And I know that's like Xfinity, but, you know, TRD goes deep. And how, how, I know you kind of explained earlier, but how much has that helped you kind of the TR, the Toyota system, TRD, things like that for you as a driver?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been huge. Um, You know, the last probably about five years, I think I've been with Toyota since I was about 12, 11 or 12. Um, One of the youngest drivers that's been with Toyota. So to be with them over the last, you know, multiple years and have them, you know, progress me as a driver to get better with myself, you know, it's been pretty cool. So I've been really grateful and fortunate and blessed to be in a situation with them and I owe it all to them. So uh, without them, I wouldn't be where I'm at. And uh, I'm just really happy to be racing for them and be putting in, being put in great spots throughout the last few years, uh, this year with Venrini and Chris Wimmer and, and Bill McAnally, like there's been a lot of great situations that I've been put in. So i um, really blessed and, and, and fortunate and happy to uh, be where we're at right now and uh, looking forward to continuing you know, my success and um, our relationship with uh, Toyota for you know, a lot of years to come.
1: Yeah. And the thing that, you know, you talk about a lot of years to come, a thing that Tommy Joe likes to ask a lot of the guests that we have on, especially the, the younger ones, like if you were to look, you know, five, six years in your racing career, you know, obviously that's a long time away for now, but what, where would you want to be, you know, in about five to six years kind of racing wise, like as a driver, maybe where you want to be racing, things like that.
0: Yeah. I think the biggest thing for, you know, over the last few years that young drivers been doing is just really rushing, rushing their moves up and um, they'll go to trucks a little bit early and they'll kind of struggle for a little bit. So, and then making the, the move to Xfinity, they can struggle as well. So I don't want to make them move to the trucks too early. And, uh, and, you know, once you start to move to trucks, you're, you're, the, the timer starts, right? So yeah. um, I want to be able to be able to make sure that when I get to trucks, I can win right away. Uh, Whether that means spending another year or two in, in ARCA, I'm fine with it. Um, and I know that Toyota wants me to win uh, right when I get the truck. So uh, same thing with that goes with uh, Xfinity. Um, Xfinity can, you know, be a step up even though the truck series is really competitive. Um, but you're, you're doing more big track stuff and you're going to, going up against guys that sometimes have been doing it for longer than the guys in the truck series. Um, but they're both relative like with how competitive they are. Uh, both really competitive series. So definitely want to be able to make sure that when I make that move up from ARCA, that I'm able to win right away. And after that, um, you know, the cup contracts, they'll sign themselves. Yeah.
1: And one, one thing that I'm interested in is i've kind of paid attention to throughout the series i you know i love watching the xfinity series but one thing that like i've noticed is i feel like all three series you know when we talk about trucks xfinity cup i feel like are more different than ever as far as the racing maybe the packages things like that is as far as like recent memory have you paid attention to that kind of as a young driver where you're looking at you know where you could end up in the future and have you kind of paid attention to kind of how different they are and has that affected really anything
0: you know, they're definitely different. I mean, the truck deal drives a lot more similar to the ARCA deal than um, Xfinity does, right? So I, I do look at that um, because, you know, when I'm thinking about my move the truck, it's really important to make sure that you're good in, in Arc cars first because um, motors are really similar. Uh, how they drive is is pretty similar. Obviously, um, how they drive aero-wise is, is pretty different, but uh, everything else is, is really relative. Same motor package, all that stuff. So... Um, you know, the, and then making the move to Xfinity um, is, you know, a much different uh, jump than Arco truck is. Um, so I'll look at that when the time's right. But um, right now, I'm really focused on making sure that I'm ready uh, for the truck move first.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's going to be uh a big move to make. I know you, I mean, you hit it right on. A lot of people, you know, probably rush up, whether it was their decision or they were kind of forced to do it or something like that. You know, we've seen a lot of that. It's all about, you know, kind of progression and things like that. So I know another one of the questions that Tommy Joe likes to ask and uh, it was, I think it was, oh, I remember it was like, what would you like, you know, maybe other drivers or fans or things like that, like in a few years to, to like, remember you for as a driver to think of you for like when they hear Jesse love, like, what do you want them to kind of think of you as a driver?
0: Yeah. I mean, I just, it's hard to answer that question because I'm, I'm so young and I'm not yeah, um, obviously anywhere near uh, retirement or anything like that. Right. So, um, I think the biggest thing for me that I want, uh, I don't know, I, it's one of those questions where you're gonna have to figure that out in a few years, uh, with, I want people to think of me with whatever legacy I leave behind. And I want that just to be full of winning, uh, you know, winning's what I'm here to do. And, uh, at the same time, I want to leave a positive impact in the sport too. So, um, that's want to win races and, and do my job. And, um, if I do that, win championships and, and, do everything that uh, I believe I want and can do, then uh, everything else will will kind of take care of itself.
1: Yeah, and you. So you talk about the rest of the year. You talk about doing Arca super late models, things like that. We know we got, I believe, two Arca races, Arca West races left in the season. I know you said you had one more with Venturini. Other than that, you know, for you know, viewers, fans, where else can they you know find you for the rest of 2021 racing?
0: Yeah, so there's a few bigger, uh, more, you know, crown jewel events for the super light that I'll be running um, where it starts with it starts with uh, the American 400 in uh, Nashville. That's in a few weeks and uh, hopefully we can do really well there. We've been really good with the super light package we've developed over the last few weeks or after, sorry, over the last few months. Um, so really happy with that and uh, then we'll go to Governor's Cup with um, our backup car just to get ready for the Derby, um, get all ready to go for that. Obviously, it's two different racetracks. We would just want to get all the bugs shaking out of our uh, backup car, and then we'll take um, everything over to Sunwell Derby for uh, the Sunwell Derby. So uh, looking forward to that. It's a big race, one of the, probably the biggest race of my career uh, so far, and it'll be the biggest race of my career if I win the race. So I uh, really want to do well at the Derby. Uh, and put ourselves in a position to win and then we can do it. So uh, I'm really happy with, with how everything's been on our super late side and there's no reason we can't win the race. So, um, it's so cool to think about being in a position to win the snowball derby. Uh, definitely, you know, probably one of the coolest races that I'll ever run. So looking forward to that. And, uh, for me, it really can't come soon enough.
1: Yeah. For people that don't know like much about late model racing and the dynamic of it and just, you know, seeing a show, like how cool is it, you know, especially the snowball derby. I mean, most, most people know, you know, the snowball derby and the prestige of it, but just any late model race, like you talking about all American 400 and all the kind of crown jewels that happen throughout the year, you know, how, how, how fun are those to race and just to be at, you know, just short track racing.
0: Dude, It's, it's great. I mean, super late racing itself is, is something else and it's probably my my favorite form of racing right now um i love every bit of it obviously the, the bump and runs but um the respect that comes along with super late racing as well and all the great drivers that run it uh whether it be guys like the Sodders or rich bickle matt kenseth all those guys how bush they'll come down and run super late. and so that's where most of them have come from right so um i just want to you know definitely get to the derby and uh and start my bid for putting ourselves in position in the position to win the race and um you know it's Probably the biggest um, race that most guys have circled on their calendar throughout the year, uh, whether you're a cup driver, Xfinity, truck driver, uh, whenever they come to the Derby, that's one of the biggest races they want to win throughout the year. So I know it would be the biggest race in my life to win uh, so far, and I definitely want to go there and, and put ourselves in a position to win. Uh, the Panty package that we built for the last few months has been great. So um, like I said earlier, there's no reason we can't do it.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I can't wait for the snowball derby and other late model races as well. I love to tune into them when I can. So can't wait to see that throughout the rest of the year. Uh, I mean, I imagine your goals are kind of like what Matt Collig says, tro- trophy hunt, trophy hunting the rest of the year.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. You know, obviously the biggest trophy, the best trophy there is in super play race and right around the corner. So, um, yeah, Matt Collig's got a, a really great, uh, adage there.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, man, I'm so glad to have you on the, the podcast today. So glad you were able to come on and wish you best of luck the rest of the season, man.
0: Awesome. Thank you, guys.
1: And so glad to have Jesse love on the show this week, as I mentioned earlier, I think I mentioned earlier, Tommy Joe's uh, on his way back to Charlotte, so won't be able to make the podcast this week, but we'll be back next week. And next week, we're gonna have a really fun show for you guys. It is the week I think I've hinted at this, I think before, but it's gonna be the week before the Charlotte Roval, we have Talladega this weekend, Charlotte Roval next weekend. So I'm trying to get a bunch of people on here and we're going to have a big Xfinity Charlotte Roval recap podcast, kind of remembering uh, what took place last year. If you remember that race, Uh, if you haven't go watch the highlights, there was a lot of rain, a lot of wrecked cars, a lot of chaos. So there were a lot of people involved in that, that will be racing it again. And hopefully we don't have the inclement weather that they had (laughs) for that race, but uh, we will have to see. So as far as this weekend, like I said, Talladega this weekend, but we just come off a weekend at Las Vegas, where we had three races, truck Xfinity and cup. We have truck Xfinity cup again this weekend at Talladega, but it was the playoffs for all three series. First weekend, we were able to say that it was the kickoff for the playoffs for the Xfinity series, and it was the kickoff of the second round for the cup series and the kickoff, of the second round for the truck series. So Christian Eckes was the winner in the truck race. Uh, that was definitely a surprise. Christian Eckes, we know he's got talent. We know, unfortunately, he had his, you know, the fallout with KBM, got replaced by Chandler Smith, wasn't able to return, then got a part-time gig at the Thor Sport Racing in the number 98, and he made it count, wins the race at Las Vegas, holding off his Thor Sport teammates. They get a 1-2-3 finish that race as well with Crafton Rhodes behind him. So a great run, Chris is great win for him, an emotional win as well. And the Truck Series now has completed their first race of the second round. So what that means is we have some people below the cutoff going into Talladega, and those people are Sheldon Creed, who is five back, Carson Hosevar, sixteen back, who had his issue at the end of the race, was you know trying to you know unfortunately flat tire, I believe it was some mechanical issue, spun it out. Uh, Coming to pit road, Zane Smith, 19 back and Chandler Smith is 24 back from the cut. So right now the final four, Ben Rhodes has the biggest advantage getting a second place finish. Uh, I believe it was second and third at Vegas, Stuart Friesen, who has just had an incredible playoff run. I mean, the dude came from the bottom, literally the bottom of the playoff seating, barely any playoff points. He literally had one. Um, and he gets all the way up there. I mean, clinches his spot on points, uh, last week at Bristol and now is sitting inside of the final four, nine above the cut with Crafton below him, five above the cut. Big thing there is Sheldon Creed, who re- was really the favorite, was, um, just that close to sweeping the entire first round, now sits five back of the playoff cut. We'll have to see how that pans out. But time to talk about the real show of the weekend, the main event, the best racing on television, and that's the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Josh Berry was able to get the win in that race. Just incredible race all around. I mean, it really looked like Michigan all over again without the uh, without the late race yellow this time, which was great. Got to see Josh Berry, Justin Allgaier play some pit strategy. Uh, and Josh Berry in the end was able to have a great car and a great driver to, to get by him and get the win. I mean, Josh Berry is someone who will have a full-time ride next year, obviously just filling in for Michael Annette for these few races, but he made it count. And he is a non-playoff driver, just like Krishnek is getting a win, kind of spoiling the playoff party. So there's nobody that's really locked in inside of the playoffs. Uh, but we do have Myatt Snyder who had a very and day, not a good day for the number two car, Myatt Snyder. And that has kind of been the season, you know, they've had races here and there, but they just really haven't seemed to have speed. It was a really good thing that they got the win at Homestead because that really, you know, locked them in the playoffs, but now's the time to, uh, hopefully flip that switch and get something going here at Talladega, which Mike Snyder can do very well on and the Charlotte Roval, which Maya Snyder can do very well at. So I think the round looks bright for them, but it's about overcoming the deficit that they currently have, 10 behind the cut. Jeb Burton, an even deeper hole, 27 back of the playoff cut. Now we do go to some place where he won last time. Yes, it was rain shortened, and yes, it is Talladega, but I think if you're in a college car, you're going to have a shot to win. Uh, one of these races. So Jeb Burton, definitely someone to watch, could make a splash from below the cut. Two guys that are definitely looking to make a splash from below the cut is Riley Herbst, Jeremy Clemens, both over 30 points back. Riley Herbst had an unfortunate end to his day at Vegas. Same with Jeremy Clemens. Both guys who really came without many playoff points. Jeremy Clemens had no playoff points, but they both needed to really have a solid day. Unfortunately, they didn't. And now they're a good amount of gap behind the cut. So AJ Allmendinger, Uh, is very solid above the playoff cut austin sindrick as well all gregson and hemrick and then it really kind of gets down to justin haley who's only 17 up harrison burton's only 13 up brandon jones is only 10 up so those guys kind of going to be the bubble to watch at talladega but anything can happen if you get caught up in some chaos so we got three races this weekend with three big playoff implications in each series going to be crazy to watch you go through this xfinity field you kind of look at the finishes uh like we mentioned it was a it was a sweep for ThorSport in the top three at Las Vegas, and it's a sweep for Junior Motorsports here uh, with, with the top three um, at Las Vegas. They have Justin Allgaier getting second and Noah Gregson coming in third Rallying Noah Gregson rallying to get that third place finish. Uh, Thor Sport Rhymevod was one through four. It was Eckes, Rhodes, Crafton, and Johnny Sauter, one through four, Grant Enfinger. Uh, was back in seventh and the number nine for the Roar racing team. So Ty Dillon, big run leading laps for Jordan Anderson racing and ends up finishing eighth ahead of many playoff contenders. So a great run for Ty Dillon, great run for Jordan Anderson racing team. Ty Dillon's going to have some plans next year, possibly in the series above Ty Gibbs, uh, wasn't really, I mean, it was a factor majority of the day ends up getting, um, a 11th place finish. Brett Moffitt came home in 12th and big, big 13th, 14th place finishes, first with a 13th place finish, Bailey Curry. Uh, I kind of made a post about this yesterday, but Bailey Curry basically uh was struggling with funding. Uh I talked to Mike Harmon at Daytona. He was talking about how the fundings, you know, they were just looking for guys with funding, and they have been able to get it here and there, which is great. Um, but unfortunately, Bailey Curry was out of a ride uh for some of the races this season due to that, you know, issue but the 15 seat opened Colby Howard opened it up and here comes Bailey Curry. I guess they gave him the call and Bailey Curry. Well-deserving driver. We've had him on the podcast before was right after he scored the top 10 for my Carmen racing at Phoenix scoring a seventh place finish. And you know, he can wheel a race car. He's done it for nice motorsports in the truck series. He's done it for multiple teams in the Xfinity series. And here he is with JD motorsports getting their best finish of the weekend and one of their best finishes in a while, the 13th place finish, you know, uh, for Bailey Curry in the number 15 and he ran, I know that's not a fluke finish. He was running up there majority of the day. Same thing with Tommy, Joe Martins finishing in the 14th position, Tommy, Joe down in the pod today. He's flying home from Charlotte or flying home to Charlotte. Uh, but I'm sure it's a happy flight as he is uh, coming off 14th place finish much needed for that team. Uh, a lot of incidents that they've had to go through the past few weeks, uh, just kind of mediocre finishes, wrecks, getting wrecked. Uh, so great finish for Tommy, Joe. And Landon Castle back in 16th. Really good day all around for JD Motorsports with Bailey Curry in 13th, Landon Castle 16th, and a good old Ryan Vargas uh, in the 19th position. So great runs for all three of those JD Motorsports cars, Jeffrey Earnhardt back in 29th. So a lot of the cars that were involved in the early wrecks consisted of Riley Herp, Sam Mayer, Dylan Lupton, Jeb Burton, JJ Yaley, Alex LeBay, Jeremy Clemens, and Joe Graff Jr. Those were the bottom seven, eight cars. In that race, unfortunately, most of them were playoff drivers. So playoff implications there, but overall another solid Xfinity race at Las Vegas. We got to see green flag pit stops at the end. Nice final run. Saw a lot of competitive racing through the field, a lot of uh, a lot of driver talents being shown throughout the field. It is good to see that in the Xfinity series where, you know, driver can take over and really change, uh, you know, the dynamic of, of a race team of the race car. Uh, and make a difference uh, in this series because it is dependent on the driver taking his driver skill that he's learned how to do throughout their career like Josh Berry uh, and go out and get the win defeat playoff drivers at Las Vegas so huge win for Josh Berry huge win uh, for short tracks around the world short track racers I mean anytime you can see Josh Berry in victory lane I think I'd saw the uh post that he's run races this year for Youngest Motorsports, Rackley, uh, war in the truck series. Uh, he's run for, let's see, Jordan Anderson racing, the Xfinity series, obviously junior motorsports, uh, Spire motorsports and the cup series filling in for a few races. And he is, he's getting it done. Josh Berry is getting it done and he'll have a full-time ride next year. So it'd be fun to watch that. Now. We'll move on to the Cup Series race this weekend. Denny Hamlin continuing his playoff dominance, gets the win. Uh, his second time, he has swept the playoff openers so far. He winning at Darlington to kick off the first round, now winning at Las Vegas to kick off the second round. And he's led a lot of laps in between these races at well, as well at Richmond and Bristol. So, led a lot of laps at Vegas, got the win. Denny Hamlin clinches his spot into the round of eight. So, Great job by Denny Hamlin getting that done. And you kind of look at the results here. Chase Elliott kind of made a late race charge, uh, you know, really hard to make late race charges in this package. Cause you're really fighting the air at that point. Once you get certain, uh, you know, amount back, you know, they're not, you know, if you're catching people on lap 50, you know, they're not blocking like crazy to defend the position. But as we saw last year at Kansas with Logano and Harvick, uh, once you really have the lead with about 10 to go and the guy behind you doesn't have any help. You're probably going to win that race so denny hamlin uh, was able to hold on get the win chase Elliott in second kyle bush solid finish in third martin tricks jr solid finish in fourth we look behind him tyler reddick which was you know we we saw we did see some strategy during this race it really kind of happened because of a, you know a yellow put some people behind like kyle larson um but one thing i didn't understand or maybe i just missed it or wasn't paying attention was tyler reddick because he was running down Denny Hamlin for the lead, or at least contending with him. Uh, and then they opted to go on a pit strategy where it kept Redick out for a long time. Um, don't know why. I uh, saw a tweet, you know, by Jeff Gluck was kind of noting the fact that people are waiting for cautions at Las Vegas when these cars don't get out of shape. I mean, it's not. You know, I understand that these guys are you know more seasoned than Xfinity Series drivers, but. You know, these cars aren't getting out of shape to the point where you're really going to catch a yellow at Las Vegas or Kansas or Texas. Uh, It's really hard unless you get debris on the racetrack. But, you know, I guess to take that gamble, it's all right. But once you get back there in dirty air, it's hard to make it back up. That's what happened with Tyler Reddick when he went back. uh, Lost position, staying out there and ends up finishing sixth. Would have been really cool to see him. Possibly take that win. I mean, we, I looked at Tyler Redick as, Redick as a guy before the round. I didn't have him getting eliminated. I didn't have Kurt Bush getting eliminated. I look at both guys as Chevy teams that could run consistent enough to get through the playoffs well and maybe get a surprise win here or there, especially with Talladega and Charlotte Roval coming up in the next two races. Kevin Harvick gets a ninth place finish. And Kyle Larson was able to rally back for a 10th place finish in the number five. So overall, not too many storylines to talk about from the cup series race, um, per usual, when you have a race with this package, I guess there isn't, you know, I kind of, I kind of noticed that, you know, we have these type of races where, you know, there's just not much storylines to talk about. Uh, not much stuff going on through the field i guess or tv just didn't see it or something like that um you know just uh playoffs that's really it it's it's playoff season um you know we saw a very different race than we saw in the spring at las vegas we saw i think an 88% yes on jeff gluck's poll and this one was 23 um i mean could it be daytime nighttime i haven't really seen like a great race with this package in the nighttime uh i felt like the spring race wasn't even that amazing um i thought it was much better than what we just saw sunday night but i didn't think it was that amazing i think obviously maybe kyle larson one of that was a part of it uh Hendrick doing well maybe was a part of it who knows um earlier in the year too you know we don't usually rate uh The race is low. I feel like earlier in the year, because we're just excited racing is back. Uh, So now our, our standards are higher, especially after the last three races that we saw. I mean, it was kind of upsetting in a way that the first round is over because I've talked about, you know, in the last few episodes that Darlington, Richmond and Bristol, that's just my favorite round. I mean, it is kicks off the playoffs. You got two, three tracks where it's just, man it's just all it's really up to the driver you know you got a lot of beating and banging cars hitting each other you got drivers fighting for track position all over um and you don't see that with this package at las vegas but we did see a uh, a lot of restarts a lot of decent restarts uh but they didn't last for a while you see what what i felt like this package did in the spring was it had the same restarts. you going three, four wide, people are making moves. But I felt like 10-15 laps after there were still packs here and there where there were passes being made. Uh they were at least running together. But it felt like uh this race, you know, they spread out very quickly. Not much battling going on throughout the field. Um, and not much you can do as a driver, you know. Um, you you look at races like the Xfinity series where Josh Barry had to make an adjustment as a driver right to get himself to the front you know I, I feel like in this package you can adjust what line you run maybe you know where you you know you can learn the draft things like that but it's not like you know you're behind somebody chasing them for the lead and all of a sudden you can't I feel like in this package, I mean, you have to ask a driver. I'm not a NASCAR cup series driver, but from just me speculating, I feel like there isn't really a way to just like flip the switch and be like, all right, now I'm going to go hard and, and get up. Like, I mean, if you're going full throttle, there isn't really much else you can do. That's why all the complaints during the race are like, oh, this car sucks. Like I need more of this. I need more. I mean, that's everybody says that every race, but it's more of a factor here than it is. At Bristol, you know. So very interesting uh to see how that'll play out the rest of the round. And this was really like the normal race of the round was Vegas. I know a lot of people say it's a wild card. I didn't really think it was a wild card unless there's like a late restart, obviously. But once you get a green flag run, your starting spots will spread everything out. Whoever's car is faster than the other will probably get to the front, which this week it was Denny Hamlin and the Hendrick cars and JGR cars. So now we go to Talladega where anything can happen and we go to the Charlotte Roval where pretty much anything can happen. So you got the two wild card races. And if you're below the cut, probably going to be a little nervous because these are going to be hard races to make up ground, but also easy into where the person in front of you can make a mistake and lose a lot of, a lot of points. So Denny Hamlin is the only one that's locked in the next round. He can chill out for Daytona or no for Talladega and Charlotte Roval which is ironic because even if he was below the cut we'd probably be like well Denny Hamlin's probably going to end up being above the cut after Talladega cuz he's going to sit around and then you know somehow win the race at the end that's what that's what Denny Hamlin does so either way he's locked in and now we have Kyle Larson 57 above so many playoff points probably going to be good for a while unless something you know crazy happens at Talladega and Charlotte Roval which you know what we saw that last year with Kevin Harvick thought he had it. Then a few incidents happened and bam, didn't even make the final four. So we hope it doesn't happen to Kyle Larson this year, but you never know in this playoff system. Then you have Kyle Bush right behind them, 35 above the cut, Martin tricks, jr. 31 above the cut. All four of those guys had good finishes at Las Vegas. So the three eliminated drivers were Redick, Bush, Amarola and McDowell. So they are out of the picture. Christopher Bell is the lowest one in the playoffs, 25 back. But you look at two races where I think he can do well, uh, Talladega and Charlotte Roval, Alex Bowman, um, 13 back, Kevin Harvick, seven back, and William Byron, four back. Out of those drivers, I would probably be a little more worried about Kevin Harvick because I look at the Charlotte Roval, look at road courses in general this year, have not been friendly to the number four car. And now we go to... You know, while Vegas was a solid race, got some damage early, who knows how that affected them. Talladega, I feel like, is going to be a must points day or even a must win for Kevin Harvick because I don't see them having a big day at the Charlotte Roval. I don't see the four team being in like, oh, we are in a must top five situation. I probably would bet against them doing that. Now, never bet against Rodney Childers and Kevin Harvick. Speaking of Rodney Childers, won't be... At the race this weekend, I believe it was Greg Zipidelli filling in for him. Uh, Rodney Childers was suspended for this race, but then he posts on Twitter saying, "I believe it was his son's birthday. Something was going on to where uh, he's he's just going to be able to celebrate that with them." Obviously, you know, still bummed to miss the race, but Kevin Harvick, Ronnie Childers not be paired up this weekend, but they will be back at the Charlotte Roval. So I believe Zipadelli's on the box for Talladega, and we'll be interesting to see how that goes with the four car. Um, haven't won a super speedway race in a while. Uh, they've been in contention to win these super speedway races though. They've been there at the end of the race, at Talladega last year, uh, not this Talladega race, but the spring Talladega race last year. I mean, leading on the white flag Daytona this year, right up front got wrecked on the back straightaway. Um, so they've been there, they've been able to conserve their car for the end of these races. And I think that's really what they're going to need to do. Last year's Talladega Cup race was absolute chaos. I mean, it was nuts. I mean, this race, I felt like last year's Talladega races in 2020 were both great races, and they both were so different. The first race was a lot of battling, uh, but they didn't have gigantic wrecks at the end. Like it was really just a bunch of racing, dice in the field up, uh, lots of passing, lots of crazy moves, um, and nothing. No big wrecks really happened. It was just a bunch of great racing. I felt like it was a great race. Everybody enjoyed it. Second Talladega, same thing, really. I mean, lots of great moves, lots of dicing up through the field. Uh, But once we got to the end, there were a lot of big wrecks. There was Kurt Busch flying. There were Kyle Busch was flying on the back straightaway. Cars were wrecking multiple overtime restarts and an unbelievable finish to that race. Um, I mean, that was crazy. That was one of my, I'd say, favorite Talladega finishes right there uh, because he had to Benedetto. It was like tandem drafting on that final lap. It was crazy. They were all like spread out and he had to Benedetto up there. Busher Newman put himself in the picture. Denny Hamlin won the race. Eric Jones is right there. I mean, it was so many people up there um, uh, in contention for that. So that was a lot of fun to watch. And I'm sure we'll get another one this week. So it will be fun. Um, NBC. This weekend for the cup race, uh, NBCSN for the Xfinity race, I would assume, and FS1 for the truck race, which that will be Saturday at 1 o'clock. Xfinity race Saturday at 4 30, and the cup race is Sunday at 2 o'clock. So I will be at Talladega this weekend. Going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, I went to Daytona a few weeks back was able to tell some stories from there. So hopefully I have a lot of fun stories to tell from Talladega. Super, super cool to get this opportunity. I've never been to the Talladega Super Speedway. Never been inside the Talladega Super Speedway. I should say I'm driven by it. Never been in there but it's going to be so fun to go. Uh, I know it's such a cool racetrack, such a big racetrack. So it's going to be really cool to be there. Going to be there all weekend for all the races. So, so, so thankful and excited to be able to go back to the racetrack. And as of now, that is the last race I'll be able to go to this year, unless something changes. Um, So it's been great this year. I was able to go to Daytona 500, just kind of sitting in the turn three area. You didn't really see anybody. Obviously, there were still restrictions for everything. Then I went to Homestead in Atlanta in the stands for the cup races uh, and Xfinity races. That was fun to go to, but that Daytona experience, getting back to the racetrack, being in the Xfinity grouch for the first time ever, being kind of in the infield for the first time in like two years or you know a year and a half. Um, so cool to see everybody, everybody I've met virtually. Over you know the past year and a half, so many people, so cool, so cool, so cool, and could lead to great opportunities next year as well. So I talk about how I got to know everybody virtually. It kind of leads me to an announcement I would like to make um, regarding iRacing. It may not, you know, regarding you, you might not really care about iRacing, which is which is totally okay. But for those of you that do and kind of remember Uh, a certain event that took place at the beginning of the pandemic in April uh, called the Daytona Charity Shootout. Well, I would like to confirm that the Daytona Charity Shootout will be returning. It will be held sometime around the very end of November, um, aiming for somewhere between the 27th, probably maybe Saturday night on November 27th, Uh, possibly maybe beginning of December, I think. Somewhere late November, beginning of December, we'll have to see with the, you know, with whatever is going on with certain events, things like that. I'll have to navigate around that. But the big thing is Daytona Charity Shootout is going to return. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, we've, you know, this would be the third time that we've been able to do it. Hopefully, again on a on a, on a great scale. Uh, everything we make, we get from this event, it all goes towards a great cause and I love to be able to put it on uh yearly. I'd love to make this a yearly thing, especially in the iRacing community. So I'm looking forward to having a lot of you know racers, NASCAR drivers, IndyCar drivers, sports car drivers, dirt racers, uh, maybe even some people from other sports and professions coming out and racing this race like we did back in April. Gonna have some people on the commentary team and the commentary team that I believe, um, Probably likely be myself, Tommy Joe Martins, as like a driver analyst. If he does drive, if not, then I'll just be in the booth. And Davey go if you're listening to this, yes, Davey, you are hopefully going to be able to join me in the booth for this race. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun and maybe some additions here and there to our like broadcast crew. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. So I'm looking forward to this, going to kind of work for the next uh, month or so to kind of finalize all these details. And then after that, kind of work on the presentation this, of this event, when it will happen um last time we had qualifiers and the main race probably going to do the same thing again this year we'll have the qualifiers either earlier in the day or the night before things like that with anybody is welcome to try and race your way into this event uh going to try to get in as many people as possible for this event because I know it's going to be a lot of fun and hopefully if you're not racing you tune in which is likely going to be on my twitch channel I'm going to try to uh, put in some work to present this on my own twitch channel get like some graphics or something like that i don't know it's going to be it's either going to be really bad or really good uh so we will see um and i mean the graphics i know the event's going to be fun with graphics either going to be like really crappy or really good so we'll have to find out when we get there but see how much of a computer tech uh guy i really am see if i can set up this stream or not so Either way, going to be so much fun. I'm thinking it's, yeah, it's going to be at Daytona again, under the lights on the oval uh, with the Xfinity series race cars, like we did the first time. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully everybody turns out, shows up in races or watches and, uh we're gonna have a lot of fun i'm looking forward to it so gonna be so cool to see put that on i'll have more details uh, again in the future on my instagram nascar report twitter uh, rj star civic and on here the podcast as well so gonna be a lot of fun to see how that pans out um and kind of go over some silly season stuff real quick before we wrap up the show uh it was announced few days ago that daniel hemrick will join colleague racing for next season he will be the official replacement for justin haley in the number 11 now we know it will be himself and aj allmendinger uh, as the full-time drivers there we do not know if jeb burton will be returning to that team or not uh he says he does not know uh, if he will be returning or not and they said they would for sure have two full-time xfinity cars don't know about the third um we will have to see what happens as we get into the silly more into the silly season we know Sheldon creed's going rcr we know he'll have a teammate we'll see who that teammate is um but we also know that silly season is going to only ramp up here as we get into the later stages of the season Getting into the final races, is going to be interesting to see what happens with all these teams around the market, not just the Cup Series, but the Xfinity Series and the Truck Series. We know the Xfinity Series is going to be bigger and greater than ever next season, uh, which we thought it was this year. And it's going to get even better, more competitive next year. Going to be so fun to watch. Um, Unfortunately, Austin Sindrick is graduating and going to the Cup Series, but we'll see what they do with that Penske car, whether it's just kind of what I know Roger had said about You know, a few months ago when they made that official announcement that he was thinking it would be a mix of a bunch of cup drivers, which could happen. That could be likely and could be cool to see. We'll have to see what happens uh, as we move into the latter parts of this season. So, I know GMS Racing has an announcement regarding their lineup for next season, and it's going to be really cool to see what they do. We know Jack Wood is returning to that team. We'll see who else does as well, because we know Sheldon Creed. Uh, is going to the Xfinity series. Not sure uh, where Zane Smith is going to go yet, uh, but we do know that GMS racing has picked up a, uh, a championship level talent for sure uh, on that team. Um, and I'm sure they're going to be competitive once again next season. So it's going to be really fun to see what happens with GMS racing and see what happens in the truck series as well. So that leads us to this weekend, Talladega Super Speedway, three races that are sure to be chaos-filled, um, and I'm looking forward to it. Two races on Saturday, trucks at 1, Xfinity at 4.30 in the Cup Race on the big NBC, 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern on Sunday. So thank you to Bet Online, Thank you to Balance 7 for sponsoring this podcast. We'll see you all for a great Charlotte Roval episode next week. Enjoy Talladega.